At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. What is going on, folks? And welcome to another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, broadcasting live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook just outside of Chicago right here in Des Plaines, Illinois, per usual, on this Wednesday evening. Excited to be with you and excited to dish out plenty of sports betting content for the next hour. We'll be hitting some baseball and we'll be hitting some college football. Paul Spore will take care of the baseball business in 15 minutes. Podcaster and writer over at Fangraphs, one of my favorite sites to use when it comes to handicapping baseball, and we'll kind of expound on that in this first segment as well, where I'll go over the updated odds to make the playoffs throughout the AL Central, the tight race that is going on, and man, it's going back and forth. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about that to begin the show and carry that on with Paul in 15 and get some of his plays for tonight's slate. Then 30 minutes, we mentioned college football. Thor Nystrom going to be hopping back on the program. We'll talk a little bit of SEC football. We've just about talked, I guess, every other conference with Thor as of this moment, but haven't really hammered home the SEC. So we'll count on that in 30 minutes. And then 45 from now, kind of like we did during the actual NFL season, Wednesdays we used a segment called Midweek Movements for the upcoming slate of games. And I want to do that once again for week two of the NFL preseason because there's been a ton of movement throughout some of these games for the Bears and Seahawks tomorrow. We'll update you on that status and then a lot of the games throughout the course of the weekend. So I just want to throw out there some of the biggest alterations throughout the spreads and the totals and we'll save that for in about 45 minutes. But to get you started here, like I was saying, let me talk a little bit about the AL Central because, man, it's been pretty exciting these past, I guess really just these past five games for the White Sox because, you know, they're on a five-game winning streak right now. But more importantly, the last two games have been thrilling. And it hasn't just been because they've come back in the same exact fashion, right? I mean, it took until the eighth inning to do so and then sealing the deal. But it's the fact that it's come against the Houston Astros, one of, if not the best team in Major League Baseball. This this fashion with the way the White Sox are winning just isn't the nature of their baseball that you've seen at any point this year. And it's coming at the most important time. I mean, everybody's looking at this series, myself included, when I was handicapping it for the Chicago City cast. I'm going, yeah, I mean, if you want to get involved with the Sox, you might want to wait because they'll probably drop two out of three against Houston. I feel like that was more than likely a popular sentiment. 
But now they've already taken two out of three, and they do have a chance to sweep tonight. We'll get thoughts on that in a second. But looking at this division right now, man, I mean, who do you want to pull the trigger on, if at all? Because the Twins, full disclosure, did have a game earlier today. They won 4 nothing against the Royals. So the Twins now, instead of being a game and a half back, now they're just a half game back from the Guardians. So this kind of shifted everything from how it was looking this morning. But at Bet Rivers, you know, these odds are not really on the board. I had to assume they're waiting till what happens tonight. But earlier today, before the Twins did solidify their victory, the Guardians were at plus 150, along with the White Sox at plus 150. And then the Twins, before their win, were at plus 225. So you got to imagine that the Twins, their odds now just being a half game back, probably cut pretty drastically after their win. And it doesn't mean it's going to stay there. Of course, this depends on what happens with the Sox game tonight, with the Guardians game tonight. But the Guardians have actually been struggling a little bit. And finally, it seems like they've been struggling. I mean, they took two out of three against the Blue Jays on the road, yet now they've lost their last two games at home versus the Detroit Tigers. That's baseball for you. But, of course, they have one more game tonight against the Tigers, and then they'll have a series to look forward to against the White Sox at home which isn't necessarily good news for the White Sox because this season they have played seven games in Cleveland. The Guardians have won five out of seven of those games, but maybe things have turned around for the White Sox. Now, as we know, the White Sox are on a five-game winning streak. They're currently one game back from Cleveland, and they have their matchup tonight against the Astros. Uh, if you're looking at fan graphs for their odds to make the playoffs, which I like to do here on the show and just in general, Earlier today, before the Twins won, the White Sox, despite being a game back from the Guardians, had the highest percentage of a chance to make the postseason. I mean, these have been going back and forth. It's really insane. But they had a 54% chance to make the playoffs before the Twins had won. Before the Twins won themselves, they had a 46% chance to make it. And for the Guardians, before the Twins won today, they had a 48% chance to make it. Now how it stacks up post-Twins victory... The White Sox went from 54%, now down to 52.4%. The Guardians, they were at 48%. Now they're at 47.4%, despite being at the top of the AL Central. And the Twins, with the biggest movement, went from 46.2% chance to make the postseason, now up to 49.6% chance to make it, going over the Guardians, despite still being a half game back from them. I don't know if you want to invest in the Twins right now, and that's why you saw them even before today still have the biggest value at plus 225 because their schedule is going to be the most difficult. They're going at Houston next, and they get the Giants at home, Boston at home, and I know both of those two teams can be back and forth, but they still can come alive from time to time, and the Giants have been hot as of late. And then you go on the road at Chicago against the White Sox, and then you're on the road against the New York Yankees. So I don't really want to put any stock into the Twins. If you still somehow got them 2-1 to one or better, only a half game out, I would get it from a pure value standpoint. I just genuinely don't think that the Twins are going to win the AL Central at this point. Now with the White Sox, like we said, their next series is going to be coming against the Guardians. So if you want to invest in the White Sox, well, it may be kind of a tough road ahead for them even though they do have the easier schedule remaining the next series at Cleveland where they've lost five out of seven may not be too favorable for them and I don't think tonight's going to be that favorable either third game against the Astros they've won the first two in miraculous fashion right a round of applause tip your cap all of that good things going to the White Sox for how they perform in the first two games but I don't think you can count on it happening again tonight when you're looking at baseball, regardless of what the team is, a lot of betters kind of like to see a series such as this and a team dropping the first two, and then they like to bet on that team that dropped the first two or first three and looking at them to avoid the sweep because you kind of get a different moment or you just get different motivation out of the team that's facing the sweep potentially. It's not that it always comes through, but a lot of times it does. And more importantly, especially a team like Houston that, again, is one of the best in Major League Baseball and should have, should have the pitching advantage tonight. Bramber Valdez has taken the bump for Houston. Now, it's a southpaw, so usually that kind of opens up everybody's eyes for the White Sox because they love to hit against lefties, but Valdez has been pitching exceptionally well this year. He's 11-4 and with a 2.73 ERA. His Sierra is at 325, and his FIP is incredibly low at 322. 
He's got a whip of 113. So across the board, his numbers are very, very sound for Valdez. His fifth does get a little bit worse on the road, 351, but that's not bad at all. At home, it's 277, just in comparison. Now, he did go up against the White Sox once when they were down at Minute Maid. In that game, Valdez went six innings, allowed eight hits, three earned runs, racked up seven strikeouts, and the Astros won that game 13-3. to All right, so he did pretty well the first go-around against Chicago. Now, as for Chicago, you got Michael Kopech starting tonight. And if you know Michael Kopech, you know it could be on both ends of the spectrum, either really good or just a complete disaster based on when he starts. He is 4-8 and eight with a 318 ERA and a 118 whip. And you'd look at that and you'd go, man, all right, Kopech's the guy you can trust here probably. The Sox are hot. They've got the momentum. Why not back him again at an underdog price? Well, I'll tell you why not. It's because you look at his FIP. It's at 441. Huge difference from where his ERA is at, which is 318. You look at the true indicator, which is the FIP at 441, and even his skill interactive ERA, a.k.a. his Sierra, which is at 462. Folks, he's walking about four and a half guys per nine innings, and his FIP at home even is bad, 448. It's worse at home than it is on the road. And at Houston, didn't really have the best outing. I mean, it wasn't terrible. He went five innings, allowed seven hits, four earned runs, only racked up four strikeouts, and Houston did win that game 4-3. to three. I could see why the market would want to maybe back Houston in the spot because of the pitching advantage and honestly just because you're looking for this Houston team to avoid the sweep. Well, that's what my thought was. But actually, Houston opened about minus 145, minus 149, right in that range. And the momentum's come toward the White Sox now because Houston's at minus a buck 37. Chicago's at plus 120. Total's at eight, by the way. But look, even if the movement is going toward the White Sox a little bit, I'm going to back Houston here. I mean, despite them being on the road, they're still hitting righties fairly strong. 728 OPS, 317 weighted on base average, and then a 108 WRC+. So those are pretty respectable numbers. Yes, it's the White Sox at home against the lefty where they have an OPS of 750, a WOBA of 327, and then a weighted runs created plus of 116. So yeah, the bats could favor the White Sox a little bit more. But I think the overwhelming difference here should be the starting pitching matchup. Kopech can get you quality starts from time to time. But in the fashion you beat the Astros the last two games, Houston looking to avoid the sweep, Valdez being the better pitcher and Houston just more of a refined team, I got to give the nod to Houston in the spot tonight. And look, I'm still, of course, sweating out my White Sox AL Central ticket, so it's beneficial for them to win these games. But along the way, we can still look to pick against them in tough spots. You got to think this is one of them. So I actually got a worse number. I had Houston at minus 143 earlier today, assuming the line would move continuously in favor of Houston, but that hasn't been the case. Now you can get a better price at minus buck 37 if you think Houston can notch at least one win at guaranteed rate field in this series, and that's what I think they can do tonight. So, yeah, I'm fading the Sox tonight, thinking the Astros can pull this one through. But, man, it's been fun to watch the Sox win those last two games, but I don't think they're going to have enough in the tank to get this one done tonight. Well, we'll see what Paul Sport thinks because we'll continue our conversation in baseball coming next here on Rush Hour. He's over at Fangraphs as a podcaster and a writer. We'll talk about the playoff races and a couple of plays that he likes tonight and he's looking to bet on. Stay with us, folks. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion that centers around your local teams, remember that Bet Rivers has you covered. Because Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. And you've got these city casts available in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. So make sure you subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts available. And you'll be set up with multiple episodes a week, along with great local sports betting content. Okay, welcome back into Rush Hour here on Vsin the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host. Appreciate you being with us on this Wednesday evening. And a Wednesday evening that is filled with plenty of baseball to look forward to tonight and a little bit of action that's going on now and we saw earlier. But let's look into tonight's slate of games. And to help us do that, we're welcoming in Paul Sporer at Sporer, where you can follow him on Twitter and make sure you catch all of his work over at Fangraphs, one of the best sites to consider when you're handicapping baseball. Now, Paul, uh, we'll get into some of the content that Fangraphs puts out in terms of the odds to make the playoffs, because I was just talking about that with the AL Central and the White Sox. But first, we might as well get some of your plays out for tonight. Looks like you're taking an interest in this Pirates and Red Sox game. The Boston Red Sox on the road, minus 165, totals at 8. What drew some interest from you for this particular spot tonight? Specifically, Ronzi Contreras and his return for the Pirates. So I am going to go Pirates first five here. And I know it's a little dicey anytime you're back in the Pirates. Ronzi Contreras is the real deal. Now, here's the thing. With young pitchers, you're getting that volatility that, uh, you know, it can be out in the third inning type of deal. Or he goes six, seven strong and and really put something together. Uh, that's where I'm going for today is I, I just need him to go five strong. Then to scratch a run or two across against Rich Hill, who certainly has not been the dominant guy that we've seen over the last few years, which is weird to say because he's like 100. And so he's been very good up until this year. He's been a little bit more pedestrian. So give me the Pirates first five plus 125. Now, I I like that angle that you're going at, especially with the value with Pittsburgh, but I want to spend a second on this Boston team. So, what, Mm -hmm. they're about four and a half back in terms of the wild card. When you look at a team like Boston right now, I mean, this is really a squad that I have not bet on that much because they've seemed to be so volatile, at least when I've peeked at them or gotten involved. But how do you look to maybe bet for them or against them now that, of course, these games are so crucial every single spot for a team like Boston? I'm not a fan of this club. I really haven't been all year. And while I understand how the playoff odds work and what goes into them, I know in my gut playoff odds, they're not ahead of the Orioles in terms of chances of making the playoffs. And I know people will look at that and say, well, what, what, what what's in that that has the Red Sox higher? It, it goes into the team projections of the talent they have, which is richer and has a deeper track record than the Red Sox. So they're going to be projected better. That's why they have a 14% to Baltimore 6%. But 
sometimes that, that's just what the machine spits out. You still got to look at things, make your own adjustments. I see this Baltimore club definitively ahead of Boston. And so I'd be betting against them more often than not. And the fact of it is they do still have a good offense. So you have to be careful there. But you can still get good numbers against them because they're still, uh, you know, seen as a bit of a public team. So I'll go against the Red Sox more often than not here. And in spots like this, I almost wish I was getting a better number with Contreras. But the books are smart. They know Contreras is the is the one stud that Pittsburgh rolls out there right now. I don't know why he spent so much time in AAA, by the way, after the break. Yeah, that was a little bit weird, but you're right. I mean, Pittsburgh, hey, not the best value. You'd maybe get in other spots, but plus 145 right now at Bet Rivers. But, of course, you're considering the first five here, so you don't have to stress out about that bullpen, presumably. And exactly. Pittsburgh at about plus 125 for the first five tonight against Boston. I know you'll be sweating that one out. We'll be rooting for you, and we'll also be rooting for you with a prop tonight. You're taking mm -hmm. more of a long shot with this Rangers and A's game tonight. Uh, what made you want to take this prop bet with Corey Seager? I, I'm definitely cautious on my, my home run props, right? If I, if I do a unit, on, you know, a one unit on something like the Pittsburgh first five, I go half unit, maybe a quarter unit of what my normal bet is on a home run prop. So uh, I want to be clear on that. Do not go all in on home run props. They're long shots. But I do like Corey Seager to go yard against Adam Aller. Uh, he's a Red Sox. Uh, he's a oh, A's pitcher who they got in the, oh, was that the uh, Chris Bassett deal? I actually can't remember for sure. I think it was the Chris Bassett deal with JT Ginn. But my man is having a rough rookie season. He's got a 1041 OPS against lefties, six homers and 86 plate appearances. Corey Seager's been great this year. Uh, they've had a rough season. They just cleaned house in Texas. Don't be surprised if they go on a little bit of a run, too. They have some intriguing pitching, and sometimes when you clean house, the team kind of rallies. But I like Seager to go yard. Plus 800 is a great number. I'll do anything starting at plus 400 on a home run prop. I, I got to be at plus 400. So double that for Corey Seager against Aller. I'll take it even at Globe Life. All right, I dig it. Hey, Paul, we got to get into it now, my man, because we're already kind of, we, we teased it a little bit with the odds to make the playoffs for the Red Sox, and I already mentioned the White Sox then in this whole AL Central. I mean, especially for us here in the Chicagoland area, it's just been a whirlwind. I mean, this White Sox team drives you nuts, right? They give your, they get your hopes up for a second and show they have offense like these last two games, and then they'll lose spots against like the Kansas City Royals and the A's. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? But Man, I mean, the Guardians in the lead right now. Twins won today, so they're a half game back. Chicago's now one game back. You know, we're pending the results of Cleveland and Chicago tonight. But, you know, mm -hmm. I was referencing fan graphs, and Chicago has the best percentage to make the postseason. And now, as of this moment at least, then it goes the Twins and then the Guardians, despite them being out in front. Man, I mean, this value earlier, it was plus 150 for Cleveland and Chicago, and the Twins were plus 225, again, assuming that moves now. Where would you be putting your money at this point? Honestly, I, I think you were talking about this, too, when we were talking off-air. Like, playing this market throughout the rest of the season, maybe trying to pick your spots to where you might end up having a card on two of the three teams, but if you get right. the right numbers, I think you can feel pretty good about that and, and really uh, hope to middle a little bit there. So I am kind of just looking at the best odds. I like these three teams. I have a really hard time separating them. I've been sticking with the White Sox throughout the year, except the one problem is TLR is still there. Now, he did hire that manager from the stands who's really helping things out. I don't know if you saw that <laughs> clip, uh, but as long as that stands manager is there, I start. I like the White Sox a little bit more. He's making the right calls out there while Tony's asleep at the wheel. That is one thing that jokes aside, I really do have a big concern. I think they succeed in spite of him. They have enough talent to win this division. But one of the reasons I was on Minnesota early in, in the season and in the preseason was because I worry about TLR and his ability to maximize this talent. He seems to get the least out of it. It's still good enough to be competitive because of how talented they are, but instead of maximizing it, he is like downsizing it. He, he gets the very bare minimum out of this team, and it's very frustrating. But I really do like all three teams. I think you just kind of play the odds at who has the best odds at the moment, and if that is the White Sox, because they're technically in third, I think you go a little bit on the White Sox right now. I'd be comfortable having plays on the White Sox and Twins. I respect this Guardians team. Push come to shove. I don't know if they have enough juice. They're a good club, but the White Sox and the Twins have been the two that I've been uh, more aggressive with this year. Yeah, and that's what I was going to ask you there, Paul, because I'm invested in the White Sox as well from like back in May at minus 110, and I've just been sitting here going, is now the time to jump in on one of these other teams? But at what or which team do you decide, and when do you decide to do it? Because it just that's keeps shifting. Part. But I know, right? It's just got to be instinctual. And, and yeah, go ahead. 
I just want to throw in on the Twins, one of my favorite things about them was getting the Tyler Molly pickup, and he had a really bad situation today where he left after throwing 87 mile an hour fastballs. We don't know what's going on there, but that's bad news. And if it ends up being something yeah. severe, that really undercuts a leg out of them. I thought he could play like an ace down the stretch. Getting out of Cincinnati was huge for him. It's a home run machine. He's a home run machine and it's a home run park. So I loved that pickup. That cuts a leg out from under them if it's a severe injury. And then that would push me more toward the Chicago Cleveland situations as well. Thankfully, I'm already in on, on the twins at a decent number from the beginning of the season, but I, I wouldn't be doubling down until I figure out what's going on with Molly. Okay, makes sense. Oh, and by the way, yeah, the guy in the stands, they're bringing him in the dugout for every game now. So uh, keep that in the back of your mind, right? Good. Very insightful. He's a hero around these parts now. <laughs> but, Amazing uh, clip. Hey, Paul, I mean, speaks <laughs> terribly on TLR, though. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Paul, before we get you out of here, buddy, we got about like 40 seconds. NL mm -hmm. Central, Cardinals two games ahead of the Brewers. Oh, man, who do you think comes out on top of this one? I hear I'm a, a rare Brewers backer here. I, I still like this ball club, though. I can't quit them. And I'm really a big sucker for a team with three potential aces. They got the two. Woodruff's back. He's back to ace level. Burns never left. Peralta's working his way back. And if he gets back into that ace level, they've got four. Burns, Woodruff, Peralta, and Lauer who can run with anybody. Ashby's a wild card, but he's a fifth starter. That's fine. They don't lose anything by trading Hayter. He hasn't been that much better in San Diego. And Devin Williams is a perfectly good closer. This offense needs to pull their weight though they've got the talent they have not put up the production but i still believe in this team the cardinals are a tough team they, getting jordan montgomery was a great pickup for them but i still like this brewers club and i'm looking for angles on them right now with with them being two two games back paul you're the man appreciate the info per usual keep up the great work look forward to chatting again soon as we get closer to the playoffs thanks so much danny take care you got it. At Spore, where you could follow him on Twitter and all of his content over at Fangraphs. Love chopping it up with baseball with Paul. And hey, we love talking football. By the way, it is Win Total Wednesday here at Bet Rivers. Log on right now. Place a win total bet on any NFL or college football team's win total, and you get a free $10 Bet Rivers bet. So do it on the app or the website, betrivers.com, and you'll get hooked up with a great promotion. Some college football coming next with Thor Nystrom here on Rush Out. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSN College Football Guide is out right now. Guess what? Our NFL Guide drops next week. And our experts are providing profiles on every team with team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations. Plus, you get best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Remember, the only way, though, to get access to this year's football betting guides is to become a decent all-access subscriber. Sign up on our discounted football special and get access to everything we do from right now through the Super Bowl for only $175, or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. So go to vsin.com slash subscribe for all of your betting options and become a part of VEASAN the Sports Betting Network. Well, folks, speaking of college football, figured we'd spend a little bit of time on it on this edition of Rush Hour. Thank you for being with us. I'm Danny Burke, your host, but we are bringing in the man who covers it so well, that being Thor Nystrom at Thorku, where you can follow him on Twitter, catch his content over at Fantasy Pros, where he is their college football analyst for just betting the season and for the NFL draft. Thor, always a pleasure to have you on, buddy, especially when we're getting closer to the beginning of the season. I was saying, I mean, we pretty much have hit every conference. I don't know if we've touched SEC, if we have. It's been quite some time, and naturally you've seen the odds shift a little bit. So uh, I want to dive into that with you here. And, you know, people kind of look at it and you think, well, yeah, it's top-heavy, and it is. I mean, Alabama, the big favorite, minus 177. Georgia's plus 155 behind them. Then the Aggies are at 16-1. to 1. Is there any team you would consider to bet to win this aside from Alabama, or does it really just make out perfectly for their year this season? You know, a lot of other conferences, be it G5 or P5, I, there are teams where, you know, a whether it's a long shot or whether it's like in the Big 12 with Baylor, you know, that, you know, I'll wet my beak on them to win, win the, the conference. But in this one, I don't really think that there is. Uh, First of all, because I think Alabama might be one of the top five teams of my lifetime. 
I, like, I, I think this Alabama team is going to be historically good. And then Georgia, I have as a clear top three team in the nation, along with Ohio State and, of course, Alabama. And then a drop off to the fourth. Like, I'm, I'm talking like five points in my power ratings. I see those two teams as, as the clear class. A&M is in a third tier by itself. And then, you know, or in a second tier, I suppose, by themselves. And then there's another drop after that. But there's no other team that I would pick to win that conference title. Let me ask you a, a difference in bets here, which one you'd rather choose. So, of course, like we said, you can do Alabama to win the SEC at minus 177, or you could do over 11 and a half games at plus 115. I mean, you know, with the laying a price for the SEC, of course, you could get away with losing a game and then still winning the conference, but you're laying that price as opposed to the plus 115. And then with that, you don't have to sweat out the championship game. Uh, do you think they can go undefeated? And is it worth it at that price compared to the minus 177? Absolutely. Yeah, I I do think that Alabama is going to go 12 and 0. So even at an, at a number of 11 and a half, I I'd still go over. I think my adjusted uh win total on them was 11.8, 11 points, like something like that. Just you know, just south of of 12. But you know, like I said, the the conference title one too, I I would probably take them to, you know, depending on the odds that I got in my book. Both of them though, I, I are a fire for me. Okay, well hey, Thor, let me Bring it down the list a little bit, a team that we briefly mentioned at about 16 to 1 to win the SEC, and that is Texas A&M. Now, Texas A&M, I feel like at this point, you would think they would be getting a little bit more respect in the market, but high odds to win the conference. I mean, like you said, Alabama could be historically good. Georgia's already great. And the Aggies, their win totals at nine, a little bit of juice to the under at minus 118. Why is this Aggies team not ready to compete, at least as of this moment on paper? Why aren't they at the likes of Georgia yet, at least? There, there's a couple things going on. First of all, obviously, A&M's recruiting has been much better in recent, much, much, much better in recent years. And that's why Jimbo and, and Nick Saban were chirping at each other over the offseason. A&M is getting close to, you know, now Georgia's territory, me having them, you know, a little bit beneath Alabama. But they are they are rapidly closing in. But they're they're still a little bit beneath them. There is still a little gap in between them qualitatively. The other huge problem for Texas A&M this year is, well, Alabama has a very manageable schedule and Georgia has a stunningly easy schedule for a power five blue blood. Go and take a look at Georgia's schedule. It's it's a joke. A&M plays another brutal schedule. Absolutely brutal schedule. So you're talking about a much higher strength of schedule by a team that isn't quite as good. That's why that number is eight and a half as opposed to the 10 and a half, 11 you see with the other two. Makes sense. Well, hey, Thor, another team that, you know, people may be expecting to be better than they will end up being, and maybe not, but if you're more novice perhaps, is Ole Miss. I mean, they're 40 to one to win the conference, but naturally you have a lot of turnover. But I feel like based on what we saw last year and everybody seeing Lane Kiffin and all the antics in a good way that he does on social media, it's kind of like a fan favorite coach in school as of this moment. But should betters be cautious when backing the Rebels this season? Um, yeah, well, and first off, to the Kiffin point, it, it's so interesting because, you know, what, seven, eight years ago, he was one of the three most reviled head coaches <laughs> in, in both the NFL and college. Everybody just universally hated him. And now everyone <laughs> universally loves him outside of, I guess, Knoxville and the state of California. Uh, but the, the rest of us love the Lane train. And and what Lane did so good this offseason was, you know, last year they finally broke through with that double digit win season. Well, then, but then they had all these losses. You lost Matt Corral to the NFL draft. You lost your best def defender, Sam Williams, an edge rusher, went in round two. He probably would have gone even higher if he didn't have off-field concerns. They lost a bunch of talent. I think it was six NFL draft picks in total. But Lane just absolutely destroyed the transfer portal. He sort of seized the moment in realizing, like, this is the offseason where everything changes. And he jumped whole hog on it. They, they say that uh, 247 Sports has the, had them as the number two transfer portal uh, crop right behind USC. But USC, they're boosted big time by getting all those kids from Oklahoma that just followed Lincoln as a package deal. If you didn't include those, uh, Mississippi would be number one. I, I love all the replacements that, that Kiffin got. You got Jackson Dart, ironically, from USC to replace Matt Corral. That's going to be pretty close to a one-to-one -one switch long term. They, they had lost a couple of running backs, one of them in the NFL draft, Snoop Connor. But you get you you put together basically what is a top five running back room in the entire nation with Zach Evans and Ulysses Bentley, both from the transfer portal. They ended up getting like nine different guys that 247 ranked as four star transfers. 
Lane has totally stocked back up that roster, and it might even be better than last year's, particularly when you consider that that Ole Miss got to 10 wins last year, despite the fact that Matt Corral was banged up for most that season. You, you get a healthy Jackson Dart now. You have these awesome running backs now. I like the over on, on Mississippi. My, my adjusted win total for them this year is 8.2. Oh, okay. So a little bit higher on Ole Miss. I gotcha. Uh, Thor, what about the Florida Gators? They're 60 to 1 to win the SEC. Not that, like you said, you're considering some of these dark horses, but just want to acknowledge where they're at. But a little bit more interesting and worth the bet, perhaps, would be their win total. Seven and a half is the number. The overs plus 113. Under is minus a buck 41. What are we expecting out of the Gators this year? Well, they're an interesting case where we know in several different phases, know for a fact that they're going to be better. First of all, last year, their coaching was an absolute abomination. And it wasn't just Dan Mullen, but I mean, a lot of it flowered out of that. Mullen had brought back their offensive line coach, even though the Gators offensive line had regressed for years. He brought back Todd Grantham on defense, even though that unit had turned into a joke with him just sending random guys from different places, leaving others portions of the field wide open. Kyir Elam, who was a first-round pick uh, in, in April, he got stranded into a lot of bad spots. It was sort of reminiscent like Derek Stingley and Eli Ricks with LSU when P- Polini was his last year as a defensive coordinator there where they were just putting him in really bad spots. This year, that's going to improve just by having Billy Napier there and, and new position coaches. You're also getting uh, an improvement in the quarterback room for sure because Anthony Richardson should have been starting over Emory Jones last year. He's going to get that opportunity this year. Dan Mullen screwed around with his running back room, somehow only gave Damian Pierce 105 touches last year. Uh, Napier now has four starting caliber running backs, so he can do something with that. The defense is going to be better too just by definition because you don't have Todd Grantham just – throwing Yahtzee cards up, you know, as as to who is going to be blitzing with no other thought for the rest of the field. But when you add all these different things up, you know, they're going up in some metrics and stuff like that. Um, I, I, what what my numbers came out with was a 7.5 win total, which is spot on with, with Vegas's. So that's a classic pass for me. Okay. Good stuff, Thor. We always appreciate it and make sure you're following Thor on Twitter at Thorku, T-H-O-R-K-U. Catch him out over at Fantasy Pros, where he's got you covered, all things college football and for the NFL draft. Thor, thank you very much, my man. Best of luck with all your plays. Look forward to chatting again soon, buddy. Appreciate you, Dan. We'll talk soon. Absolutely. Sounds like a plan. Love catching up with Thor. It's getting close, folks. We've got that first game with Nebraska and Northwestern out in Dublin. I'll actually be in attendance, so I will be out next week for rush hour. But uh, hopefully it starts out on a good note for the Cornhuskers and college football in general. Yeah, not really getting my hopes up. My producer, Britton, has feeling the same. We both went to Nebraska, so we know all the pain and punishment that comes along with it, but we can still dream from time to time. All right, folks, we got one more segment on this Wednesday evening for this edition of Rush Hour. When we bring it back after this break, let's talk some more football, but with NFL preseason. Like I was saying at the beginning of the show, during the football season, we have a segment called Midweek Movements, all the biggest line movements and the spread and total for the upcoming football games. Let's do that, but for preseason, week two. That'll be happening next here on Rush Hour. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of it. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. Want more betting insights to help give you an edge? Well, make sure you check out Beeson's Best Bets podcast. And you can listen to daily sports betting highlights from the entire 24-7 stream of Beeson experts who are tracking line moves, tracking odds, props, wins, losses, and bad beats from sports books not only out in Las Vegas, but across the entire country. So download the Beeson Best Bets podcast right now at BSIN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast available. Okay, welcome back to it. The show is Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host. You can follow along on Twitter at DannyBurke5. Hopefully you're following along this upcoming week for some good NFL preseason week two action. But before you get fully invested, let me tell you some of these line movements that we've seen. We're going to bring back a segment that we did throughout the regular season last year and the year before here on Rush Hour. We like to call that midweek movements. We look at the openers and point out which games have seen the biggest differences from where the line open, where it's moved, and same with the total. So let's go ahead and jump into Thursday night football. Now, this game, I'm smiling a little bit because we were talking about this yesterday, and I had mentioned how there was considerable line movement because it opened minus three and a half in favor of Seattle, went all the way up to five and a half. Heck, even the total opened 39 in the hook. We saw that go to like 42 in the hook. So last night, after I was already touting Seattle, I had a minus four and a half, said that they had a very advantageous spot here, a quarterback battle of Geno Smith and Drew Locke. The news comes about that Drew Locke has COVID, so he will not be participating in Thursday night's football game. So that's a bummer in terms of laying four in the hook with Seattle. Now the line's back down to where it opened, three and a half at Bet Rivers. The Seahawks, of course, still laying it. Total open 39 in the hook. Again, went up about three points. Now it's at 40 and a half, minus 110 each way. Money line for Seattle, minus a buck 86. Chicago's at plus 150. So, look, I mean, the Seahawks are still the favorite. I still do like them in this game. Obviously, not as much at this point because, well, I mean, Geno Smith still has a lot of incentive to go out there because Drew Locke did come out with the first teamers this week. So, Geno Smith has to go out there and play like a stud. And it still is the same factor of this being a short week for Chicago. So, yeah, I still give the love towards Seattle in this game. Certainly wouldn't recommend it as strongly as I did yesterday with Drew Locke out of the mix. But, hey, consider that now and just know why it's gone back and forth for Seattle and Chicago because Drew Locke does have COVID. So the quarterback room getting a little bit thinner there in Seattle. But I still do assume they'll win that game. Another spot that we've seen some considerable movement with Friday night, the Los Angeles Rams hosting the Houston Texans. This one opened up with the Rams actually as a point and a half favorite. It's flipped. It's crossed the zero. Now we see Houston as a minus two and a half point favorite. This actually went up as high as three and a half, but now it's settled at two and a half for the time being at that Rivers. Total open 36 in the hook. That's jumped up to 38 and a half or in the hook, pardon me, and now money line. if you want to do that, instead of laying the spread with Houston, you could get minus 134, not too bad. You could get the Rams plus 110. Uh, assuming Stafford's still going to be out with that injury, along with the starting running backs for the Rams, they're coming off the Super Bowl, they couldn't care less really about preseason. 
And then you look at the Texans. Well, this is a team that still has a lot to figure out, right? Lovey Smith inheriting the new team as the official head coach, uh, just wanting to figure some things out. A lot more kind of younger guys vying for those roster spots. Aside from Davis Mills, you got Kyle Allen and Jeff Driscoll as your quarterbacks. For the Rams, you got Wolford and Bryce Perkins. Houston coming off a win against the Saints in week one of the preseason, 17-13. to The Rams also won against the Chargers, 29-22. to Not saying I'm betting it here, but I definitely could see why the love would be going toward Houston. This game means a little bit more, and, well, they just need to figure out some more things. And, again, they just... It just matters more to Houston in this spot than the Rams. It doesn't guarantee a victory, but you could see why the movement would favor them in this spot, aside from Los Angeles, who presumably will be sitting a lot more of their top-tier guys, unlike Houston. Moving on, we've got the Broncos and the Bills. Denver had a pretty good defensive game against the Cowboys in Week 1, limited them to 7 points, while Denver racked up 17 of their own. Buffalo on the other side, man. Sean McDermott loves playing in the preseason. He got the dub against the Colts 27-24. to Denver opened up as the one-point favorite in this game, and now you've seen it move all the way to Buffalo, minus four and a half. So huge movement going toward Buffalo at home for the Saturday noon game, central time, that is. Money line for Buffalo, minus 205. Denver catching plus 165 on the buyback. Total open 40. That's ticked up to 41 in the hook. The over has a little bit of juice, minus 113. Now, the Bills do have a lot of young guys on the offensive side of the ball who are looking to make a name for themselves, so you could probably assume they're going to be contributing a lot of offense. So that could kind of go with the side of the movement going toward Buffalo, and you're not really sure if you're going to see anything of Russell Wilson, right? Uh, for the Bills, the backup quarterbacks, you got Case Keenum and Matt Barkley. For the Broncos, Josh Johnson and Brett uh, Ripien, right? So, uh, yeah, I'd probably go a little bit here to the side of Buffalo, but the line's gotten a little bit too out of hand that I really wouldn't want to touch it too much. I guess I would consider the over. I really wouldn't expect the Broncos to be able to limit the defense of the Bills like they did the Cowboys that much. So I would lean toward the over, and, yeah, I think Buffalo wins, but nothing worth betting now with the spread at 4.5. This game I had circled uh, coming next with the Jags and the Steelers. And honestly, I think I'll have the same thing going for week three because the narrative with Pittsburgh is really an intriguing one with the three quarterbacks vying for their top positions in the quarterback depth chart. Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, Kenny Pickett. Crazy game last week. Steelers coming back to beat the Seahawks 32-25. to right, Kenny Pickett had the game-winning drive at the end after they had the strip fumble of Drew Locke. Can the Steelers replicate that dominance offensively once again? Well, the Jags themselves have lost both preseason games, the Hall of Fame game versus the Raiders, and then last week versus Cleveland, they lost 24-13. to But a little bit of love has gone toward Jacksonville, and hey, they opened up as a three-point favorite, actually, in this game. It's ticked up now to three in the hook. They're minus 195 on the money line, whereas Pittsburgh is plus 155. But the total, you've seen some considerable movement from 40.5 up to 42.5. Still some juice on the over, minus 115, so... Seems like it's more likely to go to 43 sooner than it would go back down to 42. So if you want the over, probably jump in sooner rather than later. I honestly would look at taking the points with Pittsburgh here because of having the deep quarterback depth chart there. I mean, yeah, you got Trevor Lawrence, who's probably going to see more playing time along with ETN and some of those younger guys. But then you got C.J. Beathard and E.J. Perry. Or you could have Trubisky, Rudolph, and Kenny Pickett with an offense that looked pretty dang good in their first week of the preseason. I would only take the points here with Pittsburgh, and I would look toward the over before it gets to 43 because I do think you'll have enough offense from both sides of the ball to get it to that point. But Will Hill had a good point about these totals when we were just talking about him. The books, of course, adjusted based on what we saw last week. So maybe you'll get more unders this week, and it'll kind of settle back down, and then he can jump back in on it. There's nothing that I would bet officially right now, but I'm just listing off some of these uh, leans for these games and telling you where the movements for the totals have gone. A lot of them going toward the over. But for this game in particular, I think my stronger lean would be taking the points with the Steelers, plus 3.5. We'll see if it gets up to 4. At minus 3.5, the odds are minus 113 to Jacksonville, so perhaps it gets up to 4, and then he could get even a better spot on Pittsburgh. All right, uh, another game to get into really quick. The Cowboys and the Chargers open to pick them. Now the Chargers are up to 3.5. Totals currently at 37.5. That hasn't wavered. 
Uh, but the Chargers, they got Chase Daniel as your backup in Easton Stick. The Cowboys look terrible against the Broncos. Aside from Dak Prescott, you got Cooper Rush, Will Greer, Ben DiNucci. Uh, yeah, I'd get why the Chargers would be getting some love here, but nothing that I'm going to touch. Bengals and Giants, assuming Joe Burrow, of course, is not going to go. But Daniel Jones will need to get some viable reps, right? I mean, this kid seriously has not figured anything out as of this moment. And if you're Dable, you still want to get acclimated to a new team and a new offense and getting everything under rhythm. So the Giants have seen a lot of movement from three up to five and a half. This total has moved down, though, from 42 to 39 in the hook. So maybe the Giants defense can limit a slow, kind of just boring Bengals offense this week. But the Giants getting a lot of love. And then the final game that will go over that received a lot of love, Who's surprised by this? It's Harbaugh and the Ravens. They opened as a four-point favorite against the Cardinals. Now Baltimore's up to five and a half. And if you want money line, just outright win. Minus 220 are the odds you got to lay for Baltimore. Arizona did have a really good performance in week one. Uh, they beat the Bengals 36 to 23, but they're plus 175 on the money line in this spot. Total open 41 in the hook. This has now dropped down to 38 and the hook. So that's how it's looking for Week two of the NFL preseason, a lot of big movements, still time to capitalize and still time to get the final depth chart and press conferences from the coaches on which players are going to be playing what amount, but just so you keep it in the back of your mind. Good to know where it opened and where it's moved to before you place your bet. All right, folks, before we head out really quick, we did have one play on the diamond tonight. We are taking it to the south side with the White Sox and the Astros, fading the White Sox tonight. I took the Astros minus 143 on the money line, put a little bit more stock in Bramber Valdez against Michael Kopech. Just don't think the White Sox are going to sweep the Astros. So that's what I got tonight. Best of luck with whatever you are playing. Thank you for tuning in. We'll talk again tomorrow. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.